Welcome to Real Testaments. The messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you. Hallelujah. I want to talk about freedom this morning. Let's look at John chapter where that statement was made, John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Everything about God is good. That's another song we will sing later. You are great. Everything about God is good. No one comes to God and remains the same. Everyone that encountered God, his destiny or her destiny changed. You cannot be in the presence of God and be, you know, and be depressed. The truth of the deal is that the greatest form of remedy as a believer for anything, anything, remedy for anything, whether depression, whether sickness, whether poverty, whatever it is, the greatest form of remedy, what can deliver you ASAP as soon as possible is the presence of God. I recall Elijah was depressed. He has just done something fantastic. He has dealt with the prophet of Baal. And he received a letter from Jezebel who was a witch. She was the head of witches in Israel. And she was also in a very prime position. She was the wife of the king. So on both sides, she was tough. She was tough spiritually and she was tough physically. And she wrote a letter to Elijah and said, I will do to you what you have done to my boys. And Elijah was scared. All of a sudden, depression came into his spirit. And he said, it is time to die. It is time to leave this earth. I am not better than my fathers. I am not better than even the prophets of Baal that I have dealt with. And he ran away. But he didn't know that God had a different agenda for him. While he was busy telling God how depressed he was, how this has happened, that has happened, God told him, come, come closer. And the Bible says he took a 40 days journey into Mazhoreb, where he got there. God asked him a simple question. He said, what are you doing here after 40 days? He said, come inside. And he came inside. Cut the long story short, when God finished with him, God gave him a divine assignment. Go anoint this person as king. Go anoint this person as prophet in your steed, blah, blah, blah. And God told him, just go and do that. And Elijah, I mean, Elijah left the presence of God. He was not talking about depression anymore. He was talking about instruction. He was talking about instruction. Let me tell you, church, one of the primary reasons Jesus Christ came, he came so that you will be free. You cannot be a believer and live like a carnal man, like a mere mortal. You are not a mere mortal. There's something inside you that is divine. The things that kill people in the world cannot kill you. Because what flows inside your body is a divine DNA. You are not ordinary. You are not. Therefore, the recipe... The tablet or the capsule that you take when things are wrong 
is different from what the world would take. You are different. You are a different species. The Bible says we are a royal priesthood. We are a chosen generation. We are from a different kingdom. We don't belong here. Our DNA has been configured by God to resonate with what happens in heaven. Listen to me, child of God. Let's read. Let's read John 8, 34. I want to read it from um, the Aramaic Bible. If the son, the son therefore set you free, you will truly be the children of liberty. Did you see that? If the son therefore set you free, I'm reading 36, John 8, 36. It says, if the son therefore set you free, you will truly be the children of liberty. King James says, let me read it from King James. He says, if the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be what? Free indeed. Now, let me read verse 34. I want to show you something. It says, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. And I say, therefore, if the son makes you free, you are free indeed. One of the crucial things Jesus came to do for us was to give us freedom. He said, if you sin, you become a slave of sin. But look at what the Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8 says, When you sin, you are of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. He now said, for this purpose, the Son of Man was manifested to destroy every work of the devil. So the work of the devil that Jesus came to free us from was sin. And I was sharing with you last week that the blood of Jesus Christ has delivered you from what? From sin. Now, as a believer, you are free through the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus was used as atonement for our sin. The sin, not the sin that you committed. No, the sin that Adam and Eve committed because we were in the loins of Adam and Eve or, you know, as it were of Adam. So, all the errors that Adam made, Jesus came to reconcile using his blood as the atone, atonement. He used his blood as what? The atonement. Therefore, when we talk about sin, the Bible says sin shall not have dominion over you because you are not under any obligation that has to do with the law. You are now under the obligation of grace. What grace does is this, very simple. Grace says, the work that you did not do, enjoy the victory. That's why the Bible says, nay, in all things, you are more than conqueror. So even before you committed all the errors and all the mistakes, the Bible says that grace has vindicated you. Hallelujah. That's why he says, come boldly. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. He said, come boldly to the throne of grace. It is not about what you have done. It's about the richness of the mercy of God. Listen to me. You are free. You are totally free. You have no right to live below power. I was praying and God was opening my eyes to see how people are living below power in the realm of the spirit. They are so full of issues. 
issues of life. They cannot go past the level that they are. They are under siege. Not because Jesus has not delivered them, but because they don't want to tap into what Jesus has done. How long can you remain in this mountain? Thank you, Deacon Kingsley. How long will you remain in this mountain? You've got to leave this mountain. You've got to leave this mountain that you've been hovering around and hovering around. It is time to enter into Canaan. What is Canaan? It is time to begin to enjoy the very grace of God. The freedom that God has given to you. If the Son of Man sets you free, you are free indeed. Listen to me, child of God. You are free from diseases. You are free from sicknesses. You are free from oppression of the devil. You are free from demonic manipulation. You are free from every work of the enemy. You are free. I'm here to tell you that this month and going forward is your month and your year and all the days of your life of freedom. You are free. You are free. Say, I am free. Because Jesus Christ has paid. Jesus Christ has done the payment. You are not owing any debt anymore. When I was rounded up on Sunday, and I did tell you that the blood of Jesus is supposed to be shown as the certificate for your redemption. The blood. I cannot suffer depression. Not because it's not in the world, but because I plead the blood by showing the enemy the blood, the certificate. I am not qualified to be in this level. I am not. This is not where I'm supposed to be. I am supposed to be in the field. Jesus Christ said, he said, what are you doing? Look at the field. The harvest is indeed ripe. But the laborers are few. Where are the laborers? I will tell you where the laborers are. They are at home. They cannot move. Because they are under siege. They are under siege. I will tell you where the laborers are. They are pursuing money. I will tell you where the laborers are. They are fighting. Fighting for crumbs. I will tell you where the laborers are. They are busy struggling the property of the world. For example, malice, unforgiveness, carnality. They are busy with those issues. But Jesus Christ said, look at the field. The harvest is indeed ripe. But I can't see people harvesting. I cannot see people harvesting because they have gone into the world and they are busy with different things. They cannot move out of their level because of different issues of life. I am here to tell you that you need to understand that you are free. You are free. You don't have any limitation anymore. You are free from failure. You are free from failure because the blood of Jesus has delivered you already. You don't need to go on seven days dry fast to come out of failure. Listen, you don't need to begin to drink all the oil in the world. Jesus Christ has paid the price. 
It's not about works. All you need to do is to believe in what Jesus has done and let him instruct you on the next thing to do. We like religion. We like rituals. That is what man is used, used, you know, we are used to those things. Look at the Bible. Every time that God has an encounter with man in the Old Testament, they will build an altar. It is synonymous with man. We like rituals. We like to keep to events and ceremonies and keep to dates. We like all of those things. That is why December 25th, whether there is a dispute on the date that Jesus was born or not, everybody celebrates December 25th as the birthday of, of Jesus. Whether you are born again or you are not born again, we like stuff like that. We like rituals. I tell you, do this, you get this. We have turned God into a betting business. It is what you put in. Have you ever seen anybody who bets? He didn't put any money into betting. He's expecting money. It's not possible. And that is how we have made God, because that is how we think. That is the style of the kingdom. But the Bible says, for the gift of righteousness you have received. The grace of God is a gift that you have received. Freedom is a gift that you have received. Do you notice something? Everything that is free, people commonize it. It's the one that you pay with money that you take of great value. The blood of Jesus Christ is free. It has delivered you from your sins. The blood of Jesus Christ has delivered you from sickness, from poverty, from failure, from fear. The Bible says he has not given us the spirit of fear. Listen, he has given us the spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. There's one great fear that is worrying everybody, especially in Nigeria. The fear of death. Nobody wants to die. Why are you afraid of death? The Bible says, oh, death, where is thy stink? Oh, death, where is thy stink? Where? Where? Where is your power? Listen. God has delivered you from the spirit of fear. You are not supposed to be under the bondage of fear. In the world, what is trending are phobia. People have phobia for light. They have phobia for darkness. They have phobia for this. Different phobia everywhere. Google your phone now, type phobia. You'll see plenty of phobias. But listen to me. But in the kingdom, we have been delivered from phobia. I don't have any phobia. There's no phobia in my system. Because I operate through another OS. There is a different operating system that operates in my DNA. Hallelujah. And that is what I emit in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise the Lord. That is why. No matter what you say or what you do, you cannot threaten me. And I will go and be hiding and be feeling as if, oh, I, I'll be intimidated. I can only... Be consoled by what the word of God says. Hallelujah. Let us live by the word. I am here to tell you that God has given you freedom. And because he has given you freedom, let me also let you know, based on the song that we have sung, hallelujah, he has broken the gates of brass or the gates of bronze. Hallelujah. He has broken it. He has broken it. Every gate of limitation in your life has been broken. There is nothing holding you bound. Nothing is holding your success. You are free because of what the blood of Jesus Christ has done. Hallelujah. 
Let me show you a scripture in the book of Isaiah 49. Shout again, say, I'm free. I'm free. I am free. It is what you accept, that is what happens to you. If you accept failure, failure becomes your portion. The devil is the, is the greatest schemer. You know what he does? He will come and tell you, are you aware that you are not totally free? I begin to give you patterns. I begin to give you trends of events that have happened in the past. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, everything has become new. Listen to me. What killed your father? What killed your mother? What killed your great-grandfather, your great-grandmother? Whatever is, whatever is working in your family that is a pattern and a trend, they did not have the power to deal with it, but you, you have the power now to deal with it. That's the truth. You have the power now to deal with it, and you are going to deal with it today in Jesus' name. Anything that is holding you bound, anything that is a pattern and a trend in your family, whatever it is, maybe it's a particular sickness. Do you know that when you go to the hospital, doctor begin to ask you, maybe they ask you things like, are you diabetic? You say no. Is somebody in your family that is diabetic? Is there somebody in your family that is diabetic? You say, hey, maybe my, I think my, one of my aunties. They write it down. The same thing. They ask you, especially if you, are, if you have IBP, or they ask you, is there a history of hypertension in your family? You say, yes, I think my mom is and my dad. Okay. And they ask you some of those questions because even in science, they believe in trends and patterns. It's in the world. But you see, when it gets to your turn and you are noticing, noticing some of those symptoms that has to do with trend, your father may not have the propensity and the power to deal with it, but you, Pastor, you have it. The, the, the power that runs in your system does not permit it. Therefore, you must show the blood as a certificate for your redemption. Was your forebears? Did they understand Jesus and the power, the, the, the miraculous healing power of Jesus? Did they understand it? Did they? Has the Holy Spirit ever spoken to them? Have they ever encountered an atmosphere of miracle like this? Therefore, there are certain things you cannot allow. Don't allow it. You cannot allow certain things. A lot of you Christians are too, ah, you are too soft when it comes to the realm of the spirit. Let me tell you something. I can be very calm and easygoing. I know my qualities physically. But listen, in the spirit, I am wicked. I'm telling you, in the spirit, I am wicked. I take up issues badly in the spirit. I am, don't try me. Thank you. That people will go try me all day. <laughs> but in the physical, I don't have time. Ask my wife. The least thing you will see me do is to pick a quarrel with somebody. I avoid it. The Bible says, live with peace with all men. My desire is to live with peace with you. But in the spirit, I don't have peace. <laughs> I address demons the way they should be addressed. Devils, I cast them out. 
a lot of you are where you are because of things you have accepted. Why do you accept failure? It has become a lifestyle. When you are supposed to be a king running things. Why have you accepted trends? You say, okay, my family, we have anger problem. So it's normal with me. That is an aberration. That is an aberration. If your father, your mother, your family members have anger problem, which is not a positive or a complimentary remark, you don't have it. It is because you have used your mouth to say it. You have accepted it. It's now running in your life. It's now running in your life. Say, I'm born again. I have the power of Jesus running in my system. Because of what the blood of Jesus has done. I refuse failure. I refuse sickness. I refuse disease. I refuse demonic manipulations. In the name of Jesus. Whoever the Son of Man says free. is free indeed. In the name of Jesus. They tell you your family, they don't give birth on time even when you get married. It is like that. Listen, because it has gotten to your turn, you are addressing it in the name of Jesus. I declare to you today that every train and every pattern that have been messing up your family, it has ended today. Because you are addressing it in the name of Jesus. Let me show you before I round up Isaiah chapter 49. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 24. He said, Shall the prey be taken away from the mighty, or the captive of the righteous be delivered? Now, who is a prey? Let me, before I explain that, let's go to verse 25. Even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him who contends with you, and I will save your children, your seed. And I will feed those who oppress you with their own flesh in the name of Jesus. And they shall be drunk with their own blood in the name of Jesus. As, as with sweet wine, all flesh shall know that I, the Lord, am your Savior. And the Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Some translation uses the word, shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? Who is a lawful captive? Listen, some of you, you see, let me give you a story. A certain man entered Amok, Resecution Order. And they told him to bring some of his children who will continue the trend. And so he brought two of the children in. And along the line, one of the, along the line, two of them gave their life to Christ. And one was experiencing certain experiences which was strange. And so she came across a man of God in the process of praying and talking. And so they started praying as they were praying. The man of God said he was hearing, somebody that's very close to me, he was hearing a voice saying, why are you, why do you want me to release her? And he said, release her in the name of Jesus. And the voice said, are you her father that gave her to me? Listen, that girl was a lawful captive. 
some of us, your parents have done certain things which you don't know of. Covenants are deep, especially covenants that involve blood. You know, I mentioned it yesterday. They are deep. Now, some of you are actually lawful captives. You are, lo- you see, it is a, for example, you dated a lady and you went into a blood covenant. You lick her blood, she lick your blood. Two of you will never disappoint each other. But along the line, as time went on, you discovered that you need to live in Chicago. She, she says she needs to live in Ibafo. So you cannot live together. Are you getting the point? And so each other now, the man in California said, I need to roll with California girls. You continue to roll with Ibafo boys. Are you getting it now. And so the relationship what was broken. See, it's a, there's a blood covenant working. And so certain things will not be working. But you need to deal with it. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so back to this story, the guy said, <laughs> I may not be her father. And I don't want to know who her father is. But Jesus Christ has paid for her. Hallelujah. That is somebody who understands authority. You know, the devil, the devil is like a lawyer. He's very smart. Lawyers look for the simplest of the loopholes and capitalize on it. Even if their client is guilty, they are looking for the loophole in the covenant. In the ones they see the loophole. Ah, they'll say, yes, let me explain. I know what I'm talking about. They are like lawyers. Once a lawyer sees a loophole. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Pastor here and Pastor Vivo, they are my people, so they know what I'm talking about. Because, you see, let me tell you two things. A lawyer is in business for money. They are in business. They want to make money. After all, they've gone to school, they've read, they've invested and everything and all of that. So when you give them a job, fine, it's a potential business. And, so, and secondly, that's money for them. And secondly, once a lawyer wins a case, it becomes a feather in his cap. Am I wrong? If you, if you win a case, that's good for you. That's good. That's what you used to brag. Favor, not be so. If you win case, there was a case you won a few years ago. Eh? You, you are happy. That becomes part of your resume. Listen. Listen to me. How do you deal with the devil who who seems to be the one running some lawyers in, the, in his kingdom. He's the father of lies. That's what the Bible says. He has lied from the beginning. How do you deal with him? You deal with him on the platform of Jesus. Did somebody hear me? You deal with the devil who has been existing from beginning on the platform of what? Of Jesus. On your own, you don't qualify. You are a lawful captive. You deserve to be dealt with put in jail and re- rot all the rest of your life. But when you present Jesus, Jesus has paid the sin that you were supposed to pay for by going to jail. Jesus Christ has paid it. So listen, don't fight the devil using mind. Don't fight the devil using patterns and trend. Use the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Use the blood of Jesus. So the guy said, Jesus Christ has paid the price. That is how that young lady was delivered. Stand up on your feet. Stand up. We are going to deal with trends and patterns today. Some of you are experiencing constant depression. When it's time to do ministry work, you are not okay. Do you know, my guy, people can watch film for six, seven hours, but 
to pray for five minutes is a problem. You think it's okay. There's a spirit of end time. I want to address that today. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. There's a spirit of end time. People are backsliding. You think it's okay. People don't have the interest to do ministry. Tovu come to church and join online service. They are not interested. They give you all kinds of excuses. There's a spirit. Give me second Timothy chapter 1. Thank you, chapter 3, verse 1. This know also that in the last days, listen, perilous times shall come. Go to verse 2 for me. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Did you see that? That is why somebody will prefer to use millions to shop for himself or herself. People like to consume things on their self. It's a spirit of end time. It's an end time spirit. Not a kingdom spirit. Look at it. Convertors. Boasters. They are boasting about what they have done in terms of flesh and carnality. Not in terms of the kingdom. When was the last time you boasted with the souls that you won? When was the last time as you were coming to church, you came with souls that you won? You are coming to church to show forth your new clothes or maybe your new car, whatever it is. All of those things are the addition, the spirit of the end time. People are boasting about what they have, not about kingdom things, and you think it's okay. Blasphemous, disobedient to parents. Parents does not only mean those that brought you up, to fathers, elders. People are so, you see on social media, people, the way people, apostles of faith. You are talking to them and you are insulting them. That's the spirit of the end time. People don't study their Bibles now. Unthankful. Somebody has done something good for you. The other day, I heard of a story. Somebody was telling me of a story. How somebody was in need. And the, this lady, out of the sincerity of her heart, she sent her last money to this person. And the person was disappointed. Are you, is it this small thing you sent to me? Spirit of end time. What are you expecting? You're expecting 10 million. Somebody have even sent you. Do you think it's everybody that has money every time? So if you send, send me test now and say, Pastor, I'm broke, and I send you, for example, and I send you what I have, you say, ah, which kind of pastor be this? I'm expecting one million naira is sending this to me. Unthankful. Spirit of end time. Unholy. Did you see that? Go, 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 go closer. Unholy. Go to verse 3. Without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good. Go to 4. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God. It's a spirit of end time. That is why you can sit down on your Netflix for 12 hours. When it's time to pray, or even come. See, we do church for how many hours? Yeah, one hour, one hour, 30 minutes. What's even the time now, Seth? What's the time, Kinsley? I know I've shot my time. 14, eh? 14 past 10. One hour, 30 minutes, we do service here. You cannot come to church, but you will be on Netflix for 12 hours. Lovers of pleasure. What are you watching on Netflix? Girls that wear breasts and um, that are wearing brazier. Some don't even wear anything. Girls that don't wear pants. And you are watching them. You are happy. There's a program on DSTV. I don't want to mention the name because of the branding. You like touch things, seeing people gossip about kind of things. 
This one is friending this one. This one is sleeping with this one. That is what you like. It's the pleasure of the body. You like it. Boys want to see naked girls. Girls who don't wear... Even if you wear pants, let the pants be, be sexy. They do like, you like it. You are happy watching it. Child of God. is the spirit of end time. Repent. My message might be different today, but we need it. We are not of the world. We are not of the world. We are of the kingdom. Pleasures of flesh. You can eat. When they put food on the table, you are happy. You eat. When it's time, when, when fast, when was the last time you fasted? You are not fasting because you want promotion or you want money or all those things. You are fasting because you want to get closer to God. This Friday, let me fast. Let me discipline my flesh. That's all. Let me get closer to God. You study the scripture. You don't have time for that. But you have time to eat a bowl of rice. Three square meal, you are happy. Souls are dying. I'm not saying you shouldn't eat three square meal. You should eat five square meal. That's fine. But the truth is this. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Give me the next verse before I round up this morning. Listen, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, bro, for such, turn away. It's contagious. It's contagious. Let's study the scripture. Come here and say, Pastor, I got this revelation. Let's share the scripture together. Let's study. Let's do spiritual stuff together. Say, Pastor, are you free? I say, yes. I'm having this notion in my area. They need Jesus. Can, can we go together for evangelism? Why don't you give me such calls? I mean, I'm interested in such calls. Or you say, Pastor, there is this family that needs prayers. I think they need Jesus. Invite me. Come, come call me. Weekend. Let's go together. That's what I'm interested in. Ministry. Kingdom business. The things that kill people in the world cannot kill you. But you should not allow it. This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. For more information, log on to our website at www.churchforreal.org. Church for Real. Influence your world.